the Heart First podcast with Alexandria J. This is the place I love to have juicy chats with entrepreneurs, misfits, game changers, and of course, my friends. We talk about life, business, love, career, mindset, health, wellness, and so much more. If you want to learn new ways of living, loving, leading, and earning, then stay tuned. Hello, my beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Heart First podcast. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. I love you. Thank you for being here, tuning in and investing your time in today's episode. And if you're a new listener, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heart First podcast. This is the place that is really centered around what it means to live a life leading from your heart which is essentially where your truth lies and where you will find the most abundant abundance, fulfillment and freedom when we really choose to lean in and listen to our heart. And if you're sitting there being like, my heart always leads me to the wrong decision, it's incorrect. Your heart is actually the center of your truth and your wisdom. However, we cloud a lot of that with a lot of the limiting beliefs that we think are our truth, but aren't actually our truth. And so a lot of this work is really uncovering what that authenticity and truth really is, tuning back into that and then creating a mindset around that that is going to serve the outcomes that you want for your life. So welcome, welcome, welcome. It's been a little while since I have done a solo episode and I am so excited to bring you some more solo episodes around the subject of mindset, which is something that I'm really, really passionate about, um, especially at the moment. I've had this huge epiphany as of late, um, really around what it takes to actually understand the concept of mindset, because there's so much um, really straightforward explanations out there about you know, creating a growth mindset and positive psychology and all that kind of stuff, which I think is also relevant. But I've had this huge epiphany about the different elements of really harnessing and understanding what it means to master your fucking mindset. And my personal development journey goes back to 10 for 10 years now I've been on this path. And the first few years, I was very much caught up in high vibe, positive psychology, um, you know, the new, the new age culture of manifestation, like just be high vibe, raise your vibe, blah, 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 which really led me to having a breakdown. And I realized that I actually wasn't doing any healing. If anything, I was suppressing a lot of what I was feeling and it kept me stuck in this cycle of self-sabotaging constantly, never feeling good enough, and then beating myself up because I wasn't able to hit my goals, which led me down the path of deep inner healing. Now, The deep inner healing work has by far been the most beneficial and where I have seen the most results when it comes to mastering my mindset, my reality, and my belief, my self-belief and level of self-worth. The inner healing work has substantially, substantially moved the needle for me in so many ways. Because when we start to do the healing work, we literally raise our self-worth as a byproduct of doing that. It's not like you're trying to pretend and fake it till you make it. It's literally like you fix the problem 
and you um you are suddenly like your energy is so open and different and when I say fixed problem I'm not here to tell you that you're broken because you're not um the the inner healing work is really about owning all aspects about yourself and but all it is is bringing it to the light instead of pushing it down suppressing it not looking at it the shadow work is really about owning all aspects to you and then the inner child work is really about reconnecting with that inner part of you that still exists who is still out there crying for validation crying for attention crying to be loved that little girl or that little boy still exists inside of you and the inner healing part is really about reclaiming that that part of yourself and becoming the, your own wise inner parent. And um, that that work alone really shifted so much for me. It, it shifted the jobs that I was going for. It shifted manifesting my apartment when I was living in Melbourne. And um, yeah, it just it it made mastering my reality and what I was going for so different but I've had this epiphany of how important all of the elements are so the positive psychology the affirmations the um the growth mindset has such a a profound um part to play in the process but you can't have one without the other you have to have both in order to be able to master your reality And so what I really want to bring you on this podcast is more about my journey with mindset. And I want to teach you how you can master your own mindset so that you can really begin to um, master your own reality, create your own reality, which is what I've always really been about is being the creator. It was the first course I ever did in personal development. It was called Thinking into Results by Bob Proctor. And I really learned and understood the power of the mind and how we all self-sabotage our dreams and our goals because we have not learned to master our mindset or to really use our mind in a constructive way to get us what we want. And so what I want to bring you now is just tools, tips, and strategies for you to really go out there today to make some changes in your physical reality, but most importantly, internally, how you feel and how you show up in your everyday life. So today's subject, what I really wanted to talk about was, are your beliefs your own? And this is such a profound concept and more so one that I want you to just reflect on over the next week or the next little while to really think about where did my beliefs come from? Are they my own? And are they serving where I want to go? And I guess the first place to start is to really understand, okay, what are my beliefs? And so this process is really about looking at the results in your life. So we don't know what we don't know, right? So you might be sitting there like, okay, Alex, but I don't even know what my beliefs are. I'm not even conscious of them. And a really good way to establish what the beliefs are that you have in your mind is really looking at every single area of your life. Look at the relationships you have around you. Look at your health. Look at your bank account. Look at your level of fulfillment and any other area that I guess uh, is important to you. And look at the result that you are getting. 
is the result that you are getting an outcome that you want, whether it's a physical thing or in how you feel. And if the answer is no, then it's very likely that you you currently have beliefs that are not serving that outcome. And so when we look at how our beliefs are formed, it really just comes back to very simple, basic psychology, which is from ages zero to seven, zero to 14, if we would like to be generous, we were a open subconscious mind and we imprinted a lot of what was going on around us. So think about it like this. You're a baby that comes into the world and we're going to liken it to buying a new computer. So this new computer has no software on it. It has, it's just, it's got a connection to the internet, um, but it's got no, no software, right? And so part of the process when we take that computer is we want to upload all of our software that is best going to enable us to use this computer. So as babies, we've come into this world and we're like this open subconscious mind. We don't have a formed conscious mind to be able to filter things in and out. We can't question things if they're true or if they're not. It's it's simply our truth. And so a lot of the time, our caregivers or our parents or our teachers or the the adults that we spend the most time around, they teach us. They teach us how to live life, how to be a human. And if we're not taught, then we we would be very slow. We wouldn't we wouldn't know how to do a lot of things. And a lot of what our what our teachers, parents, caregivers give us is very valuable, like how to feed yourself, how to go to the bathroom, how to tie your shoelaces, all very great things. But in there, along with that, they teach us the rules of life. They teach us the rules for living and being what it means to be successful, what it means to be happy, what you have to have to be worthy. And we take these beliefs on as our own and they formulate our reality and our truth and our behavior and how we show up in the world as adults today. So a lot of who you are is just a construct of all the things that have been passed down to you when you were a child. And this is done through their own like actual teachings, but then also through um, semi or extreme traumatic events that might have happened where we have formed a belief based on that outcome. Say you colored outside the lines and you didn't quite fit into your peer group and suddenly you are shamed, you're embarrassed, you're ostracized. And then as children, we form these beliefs that that part of ourselves needs to be shut down. It's not safe for me to be that way. It's not safe for me to color outside of the lines. It's not safe for me to do those things that are inherently my truth. And so this is where things really become quite damaging in our adult life because we are still running on beliefs that are outdated, don't serve us, and weren't even our own to begin with. So part of this work is really unraveling what is it that I believe about life, about myself, about my level of success and fulfillment, what I'm capable of. And if those beliefs are not serving you, then it is time to change them. I think it's really important to mention that 
our caregivers and our parents and our teachers really did the best that they can. And this isn't about blaming anyone or saying it's anyone's fault because it's not. In fact, everyone is doing the best that they can with the resources they have. And our parents and caregivers and teachers are just giving us what they were taught when they were our age or when they were younger. And it just becomes a cyclical thing. And so as conscious creators of our reality, as people who are very into the self-help world, we have a real opportunity here to start to break cycles and we, we can start to um, really formulate new beliefs that are actually going to serve the direction that we want to go and the direction that we want to go when we pass our beliefs and our stories and our narratives and our views of the world down to our children. So if you look at somebody who even just think of someone in mind who's just killing it at life at the moment, the first person that comes to your mind, there's no wrong or right answer here. And you watch them and they've just got this energy about them and they're doing so well in their career and they just seem so happy and so fulfilled and um, energized and they seem to go to the gym all the time and it just seems like things come easy for them. What it really comes down to is this person's self-image, what they believe about themselves and what they believe about the world and what they believe that they are capable of or the decision that they've made about about the life that they're going to have. So we are literally driven by our core beliefs, the things that we believe. That is our reality. So If I grabbed your sunglasses and put them on my face, I would be looking through a whole different lens if I was in your body and vice versa. We all have our own map of the world, our own model of the world, our own view of the world based on our experiences and based on our core beliefs. So this is so important to really start to question, are my beliefs my own? Did I formulate them? Did I construct them? Are they serving me? And if they're not, then it's time to begin to to first question them and change them. It is a process to change them 100%. It's like a whole identity shift, which does take time. However, it is possible. But the main thing that I really want you to take away from today's episode is really to think about are your beliefs your own and breaking it down into every area of your life. So, for example, let's start with health. Are you somebody who believes that maintaining a healthy weight is easy or do you believe that it takes hard work? Do you believe that you put on weight super easily or do you believe that your body knows what it's doing and it maintains your healthy weight? Do you believe that you need to be a certain weight in order to be worthy and loved? Or do you believe that you are worthy and loved at every size? So this is kind of where we can start to see how our beliefs really run our lives. Um, For the long-time listener, you would know that um, I recovered from an eating disorder. I think it was like more than seven years ago now. And part of my recovery was really unraveling the beliefs that I had around my body, around food, what it meant to be worthy, what it meant to be loved and how my weight really had nothing to do with that. 
And that really just came from growing up around other women who also had issues with their body. And so I took that on as my own, that I needed to be a certain size in order to be loved. Moving on to money, man, I grew up with some really terrible money beliefs. Um, very much the avoidant, <laughs> didn't want to look at my money, didn't want, um, didn't check my bank account like ever, didn't know what was coming in, didn't want to know what was coming out. It was all just too scary. I was so emotionally charged around it. And it was honestly way too hard to deal with and look at. And so part of the process in healing that has been, okay, looking at my beliefs, where did they come from? Are they mine? What have I modeled here? And it made so much sense when I looked at my upbringing around money, um, which first of all was very rarely spoken about. And second of all, when it was, it wasn't necessarily in a positive way. And so we all have so much charge around money. Um, any person I speak to, you can like really go from one scale to the other of being the complete um, controller where you are in this constant state of scarcity where you're like, what if I lose my job? What if I don't know where the next dollar is coming in? You can be so tight with your money where it feels like parting with it is dangerous. And then you can be on the other end where you were, like I was, completely avoidant, didn't want to look at it, just wanted to bury my face in the sand. It was too scary to look at. And so you, if, you, if you can't see it, nothing's wrong, right? <laughs> and on both ends of the spectrum, no matter how much money you make, it doesn't fix the problem unless you fix the beliefs. Unless you look at what is running my life here, you do not fix it. And so the controller might have beliefs around money doesn't grow on trees. It's hard to make. It's hard to come by. You have to work hard to make money. There is no other way. And then there's the other, the other end of the spectrum where um, it, as an avoidant, some of the things I believed was um, money is the root of all evil I don't care about money. It's not about the money for me. Um, I just want to be happy, not believing that I could be both, you know? So money is the root of all evil is a huge one for so many people. And I really got challenged by this one with a mentor of mine who basically just like said it, said it straight to me that money is, is a neutral resource. It is a energy exchange, which is why it was invented. And it is also, it comes down to the person that it's in the hands of. So money will literally just amplify the person who has it. So for example, if I had, if someone handed me a gun, I wouldn't stand up and start shooting people with it. You know, it is a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a tool that I could, that I could kill people with, but I would never do that. Like I, I just, I just wouldn't kill people. <laughs> Whereas if you gave it to a murderer, they would. It's the same tool, just in different hands. And the same thing goes for money is if you are somebody who has damaging beliefs around money, yeah, it's going to create resistance in your relationships. If you don't have any boundaries around it, yes, it's going to create resistance in your relationships. 
But when you formulate healthy beliefs around your financials, everything gets to change, everything. And you're suddenly no longer creating realities where there is that resistance or that um, feeling of being uncomfortable around it because you realize it's just a neutral resource, a neutral energy. And so moving on to relationships, you might be someone who, um, you know, those people that just like really struggle with relationships and then there's those people that just seem to be in a relationship every second, like they get out of a relationship and they're straight back into another one. Not that there's anything wrong with either. It really just comes down to their beliefs. That is what's dictating their behavior. For some people, being in a relationship is like their, their natural set point. It's their natural way of being. It's their identity even. Whereas someone who is not is holds a whole different set of beliefs, a whole different way of viewing the world and thinking and um, what they believe a relationship should be like, right? So our beliefs will construct our reality. They will dictate our future. And the one thing I really want you to take away from this episode is are your beliefs your own? Really breaking your life into different categories to understand Hmm, that's interesting. Where did that come from? A really good example of this was about a year ago, maybe even more. I was sitting down with a friend. We were at my place and we were just watching a movie and she made a racist comment and I looked at her and I was just like, whoa, because it was so out of character for her. Like I just, I would have never in a thousand years expected her to say anything like that. And I literally just turned around and I was like, whoa, where did that come from? And she continued down, <clears throat> down that path of <clears throat> telling me what she thought. And I said to her, why? Why do you think that? And we ended up kind of going back and forth in this discussion until she started crying. And she was like, I actually can't believe that that's what I said, like when I consciously speak about it with you now, I realize that it makes no logical sense that I'm actually quite embarrassed and ashamed that I even said that. And I said, well, where did it come from? And when we had this discussion, we realized that it was a belief that her mum had and it was spoken a lot around the family home and it was something that she took on as the truth. It was a belief that dictated her behavior and her paradigm and her view of other people or creating that separation. And so when we really looked at it and I was like to her, but that's not yours. That is not your belief. That is not what you would believe. And she started crying and she was just like, I actually like my mind is blown, which led her down this whole other path of really looking at okay, what is actually mine here? What is mine? What is it that I want to believe? What do I believe to be true? And questioning everything. So questioning, why do I believe that I have to be a certain weight to be loved? Can I reconstruct that? Can I make it more health focused? And it's really realizing that there are no rules to this game. Your reality is your reality, which is why 
my reality is different to yours and it's different to the next person and it's different to the next person and the person after that. At the end of the day, life is what we make it and we can set goals as big as we would like to. But most of us don't because we're so programmed in our beliefs, in our stories, in our narratives that what we have is all we will ever have because we're surrounded by people who have lived their life just having that. And so it's really about really trying to identify, is that the belief that I want? Do I want more? Do I want more out of my life? Do I want more fun? Do I want more money? Do I want more thriving relationships and intimate connections? And if the answer is yes, then it's time to look at your beliefs. And when we start to do do this, our whole vision and our whole view and paradigm of the world gets to change and we start to raise our standards. We start to hold ourselves to a higher standard because we realize we are the creator of our reality. We get to decide how it goes. And yes, life does happen. And there's, there's tools and coping mechanisms that we all need in order to to take on some of the challenges that life does throw at us but it doesn't change the outcome of what we are trying to achieve of what we want out of life so that when we do get to the end and we do look back we know we gave it our all but it comes down to what you believe you're even capable of in the first place because if you don't believe it you're not going to set that goal are you You're not even going to go there. You're not even going to allow yourself to dream. And like I said, this can really sit in any area of your life. And like I said, I want to challenge you today to just really question every single area and ask yourself, are these my own? Are they serving the direction that I'm going? And if not, let's change them. So as always, my loves, I'm going to leave you with that today for you to go and reflect and ponder. If you like this episode, I would love if you could share it on your story and tag me so that this episode gets out to as many people as possible. I love to share personal growth, mindset, and creating your own reality tactics and tools. And I'm so glad that you tuned in today. So With all of the love, you can find me over on Instagram at itsalexandriaj or you can check check out my website at www.alexandriaj.com. But so much love to you. See you soon.